today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. The federal government has announced it will intervene in the constitutional question followed by the government or filed by the British, uh, the government of British Columbia when it comes to the Trans Mountain Pipeline. I can't even say it, let alone understand it. Uh, to talk more about all of this, he's back again. Uh, Dan McTagg, former Liberal MP, consumer affairs uh, critic and analyst, gasbuddy.com. If you want to find out more, Dan, thanks for taking the time. We appreciate this. I think we should just get you your own parking spot here. Yeah, and a uh, coffee mug to go with it. Right? Yeah, I can I can arrange that. Uh, so what does this mean? Uh, obviously, uh, BC has taken this to court. Uh, unravel all this for us. Well, yes, BC has taken this to court to claim juris- that it has jurisdiction or it wants to clarify that it has jurisdiction over uh, what is sent down and can regulate, uh, in other words, restrict the amount of... Uh, heavy oil that is sent uh, into its jurisdiction. Uh, not that it doesn't currently do that anyways. In other words, there is already heavy oil that's going down the existing Trans Mountain Pipeline. But what the BC has done is taken it to its uh, Supreme Court. Uh, it'll take months, of course, uh, for uh, for the government, uh, to, rather for the uh, court to consider and uh, hear from all interested parties. Uh, of course, the federal government says it wants to get involved at this stage, uh, which is kind of odd, but nevertheless, uh, I think it's more of a response on the legal front that the federal government uh, believes that it should take, uh, because, of course, if it did not, the court could then be permitted to say the federal government has no interest here, which is kind of bizarre when you consider that this is a federal pipeline. Uh, it has uh, gone through rigorous scrutiny, environmental scrutiny, and, of course, uh, will be probably the cleanest pipeline, most effective pipeline, and a doubling of the pipeline. So there's already a pipeline there. I suspect the federal government would also want to make sure that it uh, puts its efforts in in the first round. I say that because if BC doesn't like the first round, it's probably going to appeal it to its Supreme Court. And if it doesn't like that decision, it could always take it to the Supreme Court of Canada. In other words, this could be tied up for a couple of years. Uh, Perhaps what the federal government is trying to do is get the BC Supreme Court to make a decision so that minimizes the amount of delay that uh, that is at play. And of course, with that, uh, our friends in British Columbia, Vancouver today are paying among the highest prices ever recorded and much less the highest prices in North America. You said this was odd for the government to get involved at this point. Why is that? Well, odd because it has to play ball with uh, with BC, who's basically using the only weapon they have, which is their own uh, court, to try to make clarification because they can't make a uh, they can't make a direct appeal to the Supreme Court of Canada without the approval of the federal government. Uh, frankly, the federal government would be crazy to try to refer something to its own court. You might have justices saying, well, you know you have jurisdiction. Why are you asking us? And, yeah. oh, by the way, if you really want to make it an issue, then maybe we can maybe we can go on a fishing expedition and find something that uh, might change things. So the federal government, uh, from a legal point of view, uh, knows that it, it's got very few options to play with. That was, my, that was my next question. There isn't many options here. No, there aren't many options, but the B.C. government is playing with fire, and they know it. Um, they're mollifying, bending over backwards to a small, committed group of environmentalists who, frankly, don't know what they're doing. Actually, they do know what they're doing, but they're, dis- they're, they're disingenuously twisting information about uh, what the effect of a heavy oil spill in the unlikely event that it would happen uh, would do to the what they call the Salish Sea, which is the area between Vancouver and Victoria. Um, of course, that's uh, <laughs> federal study after federal study since 2015 has pointed out that it would simply go into little uh, little balls and you pick it up, you'd scoop it up. So it, uh, it's not a big deal unless it winds up in an area that there's a lot of silt. So at the Fraser River, which of course 
no one is suggesting would be the area that you'd want to bring uh, these ships in, and no ships travel there anyways. Where does this leave the May 31st deadline if this is going through all this rigmarole? Oh, I think May 31st means that Kinder Morgan's going to pack up and go, and if there is no replacement, the federal government isn't prepared to ante-up and continue the... uh, continued with the program, the project, or find another buyer or someone else uh, who's willing to wait out the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the lawyering up of British Columbia, who's really playing uh, the, the only game they can play, and that's to delay this in the courts, then uh, uh, consider the uh, Trans Mountain Pipeline uh, will now deliver nothing but heavy crude oil, the all 300,000 barrels, and the 50 or 60,000 barrels of gasoline, diesel, and uh, jet fuel, well, BC can damn well find its own way to get it down there, I guess, is the approach. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.